You're listening to the One Hope Church Podcast. The following audio is from the weekly gatherings of One Hope Church in Orlando, Florida. We pray that you'll be encouraged and challenged as you listen. Good morning, church. Pastor Justin here. Good to be with you today. We are jumping back into our series, Friendship with God, where we're looking at John chapters 13 to 17. And Today, we're going to pick it up right where we left off last week in John chapter 14, verses 12 uh, to 17. And uh, today, we're going to look at uh, really one concept here, and I'll show you here in verse uh, 14 here. Let's read it together. Uh, We read this, Jesus saying uh, to his disciples, If you ask me uh, anything uh, in my name, I will do it. And uh, of course, this verse can be taken out of context, uh, but the task for us today is to understand, hey, what does this verse mean? Uh, What does Jesus mean if you ask anything? Can we really ask anything of God and he's going to do it? I mean, uh, I don't know if you've ever experienced that. I mean, I've, you know, asked, you know, Jesus would, would someone please, please bring me a slice of pizza in the name of Jesus and it doesn't just happen. So, uh, so what's really going on in this verse? This is the task before us today. And and really it all centers around um, this phrase. This isn't an unconditional uh, phrase. phrase your sentence here, it really is dependent on this part right here, uh, anything in my name. And so our task today is to understand what does Jesus mean by this? What does it mean to ask uh, in the name of Jesus? What does it mean to be in the name of Jesus? And so we're going to look at that today. We're going to unpack that. Um, but let me just submit to you the implications of this verse. Um, if we understand this verse, then we can ask God. We, we call that prayer. We can ask God for things, and he promises to do them. And so it's important that we understand what this means, because this really could revolutionize our prayer life. It, it could help us understand how can we pray more effectively as followers of Jesus? What does it mean to pray in his name? It changes how we pray for our kids, how we pray for the things we pray about daily, our anxieties and fears, the things we ask God for, for guidance, praying for healing, uh, praying for uh, uh, deliverance from demonic oppression, all these kinds of things. If we understand what this means to pray in his name, really can affect our everyday lives as we cultivate a prayer life. And so we're going to look at this today and, and ask the question, what what does this mean, God? What do you mean by this? So let's read, um, let's read the whole section uh, together here. Uh, and then we'll unpack uh, our verses here. Okay, truly, truly, I say to you, uh, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I'm going to the Father. This, of course, is what we talked about last week. Uh, Going on then, he says, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither uh, sees him nor knows him, you know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. And so we're going to look at this uh, this text here, and we're going to ask the question, what does it mean? to pray in the name of Jesus. This this is in the context of what we've been talking about, okay? So last week we talked about the greater works uh, that that Jesus says if we're trusting in him, we'll do the works that he did. And we said, well, that means all the works. That means praying uh, for the sick, right? You know, seeing people healed, driving out demons, other miraculous works, also uh, uh, preaching uh, the gospel. So this means proclamation and demonstration of the kingdom of God. And, And seeing these greater works in the name of Jesus is tied to this question 
Well, what does it mean to ask in the name of Jesus? How do we uh, understand that? And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at this. So um, what does it mean to pray in the name of Jesus? Does that just mean we, we tack on, uh, you know, I pray this or that in the name of Jesus? Does it just mean that? Well, it's not less than that, but it does mean more than that. And if we look in the book of Acts in particular, there, there's a part in there in Acts chapter 19. I encourage you to go read it. Uh, but Paul is out, I think he's in Ephesus, and he's uh, healing the sick, and he's driving out demons, and all these miraculous signs and wonders are happening. And these Jewish exorcists, they're called the sons of Sceva, they see this, and they try to imitate Paul. And so they start doing the same thing, and they just say, well, in the name of Jesus. And so they try to drive out demons in the name of Jesus. And um, in verse 15, here's what happens when they do that. Uh, the evil spirit answered them. Here's what the evil spirit said. Jesus, I know, and Paul, I recognize, but who are you? And then if you keep reading, uh, this demonized man uh, just attacks these Jewish exorcists and just doesn't end well for them. Okay, and so uh, we need to understand what it means to be uh, in Christ, to pray in the name of Jesus. It's not just saying, it's not less than that, but what does it mean to pray in the name? Okay, here's the most fundamental thing that it means, and, and, and it's this. It means union with Christ. This is really what this whole section is about. I mean, Jesus is unpacking this, uh, this relationship that, that he has with the Father and that we have with him. And he uses this language that I'm in the Father and you are in me and I am in you. And it's this language of union with Christ. And so I think at the core of it, what it means to pray in the name of Jesus is to pray by virtue of our union with him. This mystical, mysterious union through the Holy Spirit and our relationship to him. And what that means is um, we, we need to abide, we need to press into, we remain in him. And so if we look at John 15, and we'll look at this in, in detail when we get to John 15, but we see some of the same language here. If you abide in me, okay, that's union language, uh, abide in me, and my words abide in you. Oh, here we go. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and prove to be my disciples. The same language here, our union with Christ, what, if we ask whatever we desire, whatever we wish, it'll be done for you. Uh, one more, um, John 15, 16, we see something similar. Okay, you, didn't you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so uh, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, Okay, he may give it to you. And so here again, I'm, we're seeing this, this language of union with Christ has something to do with our abiding in him and him abiding in us that we can ask in his name in such a way uh, uh, that he answers our prayers. And so this was the problem with the Jewish exorcists. They used the name of Jesus as if it were some incantation or spell, but they weren't really in Christ. They didn't have a saving relationship with him. They didn't trust him uh, in who he was. And so praying in the name of Jesus, most fundamentally, has to do with our union being united to Christ in his death and resurrection. And so because of that, uh, number two here, uh, praying in the name of Jesus means that we have access to God. It is by virtue of our union with Christ that we have access to God, and he hears our prayers, and he delights to answer our prayers. And so places like Hebrew for, Hebrews 14.6 says this, based on this fact, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace in a time of need. And so because Jesus died for our sin, that which separated us from God, 
He now reconciles us to him. We're covered by the blood of Christ. We're, we're, we're clothed with the righteousness of Christ. We now can come into the throne room of God and we can make our request. We can ask for help. Okay, this is us coming into the king's court. It's coming into the, the president's oval office and asking whatever he wants. It's as if we were uh, uh, children of the president of the United States or something like that. We have access to the king, okay, the creator God of all things. And so because of that, we can ask in the name of Jesus, by virtue of our union with him, and God is pleased to, to answer us. He's pleased to, to do what we uh, desire. And so um, the third thing then we see when it means to, to pray in the name of Jesus is that there is a heart uh, to glorify uh, God. Okay, now we see this uh, in our text. Let me show you. Okay, listen, uh, verse 13 here. Whatever you ask in my name, Okay, whatever you ask, okay, there's our word, okay, in our name, this I will do, what? So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Okay, this, that is a, is a statement of purpose. And so if we're going to pray effectively, we're going to pray in the name of Jesus, um, he's going to do it if it glorifies God the Father, if the Son is glorified in Him, if it glorifies the God's work. And of course, this is exactly how we see Jesus praying in John 17, how He closes this whole section. It's called the High Priestly Prayer. And we read this in verse uh, John 17, 1, when Jesus had spoken these words, okay, all the teaching He had just done, uh, He lifted His eyes to heaven and He said, Father, the hour has come. He's talking about His crucifixion. Glorify the Son that the Son may glorify you. And so this, of course, is how Jesus prayed. So again, by our, our virtue, by virtue of our union with Christ, uh, we begin to desire the things that Christ desires, namely to, to glorify the Father. And so if our prayers are glorifying God rather than ourselves or what we want or our desires, um, He will do them. And so this is something that we can work towards. You say, well, how do I grow a heart uh, to glorify God? Well, uh, the next thing I think we see here, to pray in the name of Jesus, means we pray in accordance with His character, God's character and will, in accordance with His desires. Well, how do we know His character and His will? Well, that's why we have uh, the Word of God. We have the Bible here. And so we read the Bible and we learn about who God is. And, and, that, and this is actually what makes um, praying the Word of God so effective. We know God's words, and we can pray God's words back to Him. And this delights Him. We know His heart. And so there's all kinds of prayers recorded in, uh, in the New Testament, in the epistles, and other places. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 to 21, for example. We can pray those prayers. They teach us how to pray. Jesus Himself taught us how to pray. Right? Hallowed be Your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. So we can pray in accordance with the Father's character, with His Will and in addition, we spent a couple of weeks in, in the Psalms. The Psalms are prayers to God, so we can pray the Psalms. And so, what this means is, if we're asking God for something that is clearly against His will, that something that is sinful, like for example, if you're if you're praying that that God would bring you a new wife or something like that, uh, like He's just not going to do that. You're praying that that God would give you a job in some illegal uh, industry. Well, that's not from God. That's not in accordance with His revealed uh, will, with His character, with His word. So we can pray uh, more effectively in the name of Jesus when we're praying in accordance with who we know He is, His character, and His will. And so we see this in John, uh, 1 John uh, 5.14. So this is the Apostle John writing a letter here. Uh, he says uh, something similar. He says, okay, we can have confidence. Okay, this is the confidence we have toward Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of Him. 
Don't you want that kind of confidence in our prayer life when we're asking God for things? John says, well, if we want to glorify him, okay, we know his will. We ask in accordance to his desires and what he wants. And when we do that, we ask in accordance with his will and character, we know that he's going to answer it. Now, of course, when God answers prayers, they don't always happen uh, immediately. In fact, maybe rarely they uh, happen immediately. But God is faithful and he will answer. And sometimes he answers prayers in ways that we, we don't expect and, and we wouldn't have, have chosen. Uh, but the point is, we can have confidence that God hears us if we're asking in accordance with his will. Okay, the next thing we see here uh, is what I call loving obedience. What does it mean to pray in the name of Jesus? Well, it means that um, we have a, a loving obedience towards what he says. Let's look at uh, this verse again, John Chapter 14, verse 14 and 15. Here again, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And then he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Now, often in our Bibles, there may be separation, you know, paragraph separation or thought separation here. But these two phrases go back to back and they're very similar language. Grammatically, they're very similar. I think they go together. And so Jesus is saying, look, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And then he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Now, what he's really saying here is, look, if you ask me of things because I love you, I'm, I'm going to do it. You ask it in my name. And if you love me, you'll do what I ask. You'll keep my commandments. He's describing friendship. Okay, friendships, they have common interests. They want to do uh, what their friends want to do. They want to, if your friend asks you for something, if your friend, you want to do it. Okay, so Jesus is saying, look, if you ask me, I'll do it. And if, I, if you love me, you'll do what I ask. He's describing this relationship. Now in John chapter 15, he's going to go into detail uh, about what that means to keep his commandments. So let me just make one comment here because I think it's important. This word here, uh, this word keep is an interesting um, word because it's not, uh, it's not the word for obey. Jesus didn't say, um, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. Okay, there is a word in Greek for obey. It's not this word. This is the word keep. It's the word terao. And um, as we looked at what this word uh, means, there's a couple uh, definitions, okay? To keep something means to observe it, okay? To preserve it, to guard it, to look at it, to live by it, even to treasure it. And so it's interesting to me, and Jesus describing our relationship to him, our friendship with him, is he doesn't say, obey my commandments here. Of course, it does mean that. It means keep them, observe them, guard them, live by them, treasure them, I think is particularly powerful. And this same word, uh, terao, that's used here to keep is also used in another place. It has a little prefix on it, but Luke chapter 2, verse 51, we see the same word. And this is Mary. Um, um, this is Luke recording um, Jesus's mother, uh, Mary's response. It says this, and his mother treasured up all these things. This is the same Greek word. And so it's just interesting to me when we talk about uh, uh, obeying Christ, keeping his commandments, think about keeping them, observing them, guarding them, treasuring them. You see, if we treasure Christ and we treasure his commandments, they're not hard to obey. They're not hard to do because we love what he loves. Okay, now 1 John 5 says that the commandments of God are not burdensome. Okay, so there's a promise there. There's a relational, there's an intimate relationship here that we desire to do what the Lord tells us. Our heart has changed. We treasure his commandments. And so if we're treasuring and keeping his commandments and we're following his word, 
he'll answer our prayers. Okay? He answers our prayers. That's his promise. If you ask anything, I will do it. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And as we'll see later, this relationship between abiding and keeping my commandments and remaining in God and answered prayer, they're related. This doesn't mean that we earn God's love in any way, but it does mean we can align our lives in accordance with God's will and our intimacy and love for him, which changes our hearts, which allows us to, to pray more effectively. Okay, so um, the next thing, well, I guess so we've looked at uh, a number of things here, our union with Christ and what it means uh, that we have access um, to him and that, um, uh, that we want to glorify him and then we want to uh, 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 obey his commandments and enhance you know, our friendship with him. Uh, and then the next thing we see here is that there's authority in his name. To pray in the name of Jesus, to ask in the name of Jesus, there's authority in the name of Jesus. Now we see this in the New Testament. Let me uh, share a couple verses with you from the book of Acts in particular. Acts chapter 3, verse 6. This is Peter, and he heals this man. And look what he says. Peter said to this crippled man, I have no silver or gold, but what I do have I give to you, okay, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And so here we see there's authority, okay? There's power in the name of Jesus. That's just good to remember as we're asking for things, as we're praying for healing or whatever that is, that there is authority, there is power, and we can ask uh, by the authority of Jesus. The second one here is uh, Paul here. Now he's in Ephesus, and the story is there's this girl with this spirit of divination that's running around, and she's she keeps saying that this guy, you know, Paul's proclaiming salvation, and and, and he gets so annoyed. Here's what happens. She kept doing this for many days, and Paul, uh, having become greatly annoyed, so funny, um, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out at that hour. So again, we just see that there's power, there's authority in the name of Jesus. So to pray in the name of Jesus means we can pray with a certain amount of authority, with his authority. And so when these things line up in accordance with God's will and character uh, in the authority of the name of Jesus and our intimacy and love with him, we'll begin to see more answered prayers. Now, the last thing we see here is this, is that we have the Holy Spirit. Okay, this is what he says in John uh, 14, 17, the, the end of this section, right? Even the spirit of truth, okay, the world cannot receive uh, him because he doesn't see him or know him. You know him, okay, personally, you know him. He dwells with you, uh, but he will be in you. Okay, so there's a fundamental change. We've talked about this time and time again. When we believe in Jesus, we're given the Holy Spirit, and, and God dwells inside of us. In the next section, he really begins to unpack what does that mean? What does that mean to be alive in the Spirit? And we, we'll start to see the roles of the Holy Spirit in our life. It just suffices here to say that to pray in the name of Jesus means we have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will help us to pray in accordance with what we've just seen, in accordance with His will and His uh, uh, and His character, and help us to obey His commandments and all these sorts of things. And, and I'm convinced that what happens sometimes is um, God, the Holy Spirit, will will give us desires, put things in our heart to ask God for, ask God the Father for, to pray for, because God delights to answer his prayers. And so if, I don't know if you ever had that experience, you just kind of have a, a random thought, you feel, you feel a nudge to pray for this or that. Sometimes I think what's happening is the Holy Spirit is, is impressing that upon our, our heart and our mind to pray for it because God intends to answer it. And so we need to cultivate an ability to hear the Holy Spirit and, and to obey him, to, to keep his commandments. Now, look at this. We look at Romans 8, 26 and 27. I think this is helpful. Uh, Paul says this, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness for what? We don't know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. 
Okay, he goes on. And he who searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Again, we see the Spirit and the will of God working together. So I think sometimes what happens is the Holy Spirit's at work in us to prompt us to pray for things God intends to, to answer. And so we get to glorify Him and we get to rejoice. And so we want to cultivate uh, hearing the voice of God. And so here's what we've seen. Let me just give you, um, well, yeah, let me say this. I, I think um, Psalm 37.4 really helps to capture uh, in different language, I think, what's happening here, to pray in the name of Jesus. And here he says this, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So if we're delighting in the Lord, we're loving the Lord, we're enjoying the Lord, I think this is there's a double meaning here. I think he gives us the desires of our hearts, like he'll put desires in our heart that he intends to answer, and as we, our heart changes to love God and love people more, um, he will answer our prayers. He'll literally give us the desires of things that we're desiring in other people. And so it's this really uh, amazing thing. Uh, uh, I love um, this, this idea of delighting and how that cultivates a prayer life. All right, so what have we seen? Just in summary here, praying in the name of Jesus. How do we understand this verse? Okay, we've seen union with Christ is kind of the core thing, okay? <clears throat> and because of that, we have access to God. He hears our prayers. We grow a heart to glorify Him. Uh, we can pray in accordance with His character and His will. Um, we grow a loving obedience, that friendship with Jesus. There's authority in the name of Jesus. And finally, we have the Holy Spirit. And so what does this mean for us? Again, as we look at this verse, how do we understand this? If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Hopefully, we have a, a better understanding of anything in my name now. And so what does that mean? Well, that means we have to cultivate our relationship. We've got to abide, and we're going to see these things unpacked in John 14 to 16 here. But let me just give you a couple of things here in growing in our prayer life. We've got to grow in our prayer life, and that means talking with God. And so I have a little acronym here, okay? So this begins um, by trusting Him. Okay, we've got to trust Him. We've got to put our faith in Him, right? John 14, 12, the one trusting in Jesus will do these greater works, okay? And then we have to ask Him. We've got to, we call that prayer. We've got to ask Him. And this means we've got to set aside time for prayer in our day, and we've got to pray all throughout our day. Both of these uh, are, are vital, and we experience this in our relationships, right? I mean, with my little girls, you know, we, we go on a date once a month uh, with each of them, and that's scheduled time to have a conversation with them, to be with them. But there's also conversations that arise all throughout the day, and to be honest, they, they tend to happen right around bedtime, strangely enough, that there'll be some theological question or this or that or some thought from the day. And so those are moments where we spontaneously will have a conversation. Well, it's the same thing with our relationship with God. There's scheduled time to pray, and there's more spontaneous times to have a conversation with Him. But we've got to ask. We've got to have that conversation. Thirdly here, we've got to cultivate our love for Him. Well, how do we love God? Well, by looking at who He is and what He's done. First John 4 says we love God because He has loved us. And so again, abiding in the Word, looking at Jesus and asking again for help. God, change my heart. Help me to love you more. And so as we love Him more, we'll grow in our prayer life. And number four, again, to keep His commands, to treasure what He loves and what He's called us to do. Okay. And so if we do these, we'll grow in our prayer life. And John 14, 14, I think we'll see come to pass uh, more and more frequently that whatever we ask in the name of Jesus, He will do it. And wouldn't that be a great thing to see greater works of Jesus uh, happening here in our midst? And so here's my challenge to you today. I know um, if you're here on Sunday morning here, you are 
uh, meeting with others. And, and here's what I would say. Spend some time praying today. Pray together. Pray in the name of Jesus. Pray about these things. Ask for help. Secondly, you could, uh, you could pair up in, in groups of two. And, and, and practice just listening, listening for the Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you a word or a picture, an image for this other person and share it with them and pray for them and see what the Lord might do. Now, we've heard some cool stories from, from doing this practice at our prayer nights on Thursday. Uh, and thirdly, uh, I would say, go on a prayer walk. Even right now, you can get out of your house, you know, even on Sunday morning here, if you're listening on Sunday morning, get out and just walk your neighborhood and pray. So just two by two or three or whatever it is, and it's just like you're having a conversation with each other, but you're talking to God. You're praying uh, to God. So you can walk around your neighborhood and you can do a prayer walk. Pray for your neighborhood. Pray for your people. Uh, okay? And so these are, these are ways that we can help cultivate practically our prayer life. All right. Well, let me pray for us today and uh, we'll be done. So, Father, we thank you for uh, your word. We thank you for this teaching. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. God, I ask for hearts to glorify you. God, I ask that we would realize our union with you, that we're connected to you. We have a relationship with you. I pray that we would treasure your commandments, Lord, that we would love them and we would love you and we'd walk in a loving obedience towards you. And God, I pray that we would experience greater and greater and greater answered prayer. I pray that we would do these works of Jesus cultivated through a life of prayer and a passion for you, Lord, that many would come to know you and come to see your goodness and your glory. God, and we pray all this in your name, Jesus, and by your Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the One Hope Church podcast. We encourage you to share what you've heard in conversation with family, friends, classmates, and coworkers. To connect with us or learn more, visit wehaveonehope.com.